Nick Milney, WIC. Bailey Midkiff, WIC. Adam Dickinson, WIC. Gentlemen, thank you for joining the program today. We want to talk about some opportunities out in the marketplace and not only talk about those opportunities, how companies are seizing some of the opportunities that currently exist. Of course, everybody's opportunity is specific and can be used in different ways. We talked to a company, Blackwater Environmental, out of Gillette, Wyoming, just last week and you know, they've had to expand into some municipalities and some other areas in order to uh, figure out a way to make $2, turn into $5, and a way to make two employees equal five employees. Of course, we talked to Craig Ray down in Texas this week, and same deal there. He's had to diversify his business a little bit. But as we talked about in the interview, uh, so often during these un- familiar times, these volatile times, uh, what's the other word? Uncertain times, if you will. There's still opportunity out in the world. There's still opportunity out in the marketplace. Heck, even after the last CARES Act and PPP and all that other stuff, there's $7 trillion of new opportunity out there. Go find it. So today we're going to talk with WIC, a company that has found some opportunity out in the marketplace, and they've even added a new employee so, uh, Jake, how you doing today? We'll let you, uh, we'll start with you since you're kind of the head honcho, lead man over there. How's things going in Wyoming today? Things are good. The wind quit blowing for once, so that's a plus. Oh uh, my goodness, that's that's a that's a rarity. Yes, it is. But uh, no, things are good. Uh, you know, we it, last time we talked, we told you about how it uh, was like the light switch went off, and then. One, a few weeks later, it came back on as far as bidding work and uh, keep moving forward. It, so that's been good. We've we've got a huge back, potential backlog uh, with the work that we've been bidding, and you know we're we're looking at how to diversify and, and get through these times as well. But we're also looking to uh, find the, these good people that have been let go and, and bring them on and, and just uh, continual improvement. Get uh, get good people in here, and, and uh, we like to have multiple ideas and and uh people that uh, are willing to challenge our ideas and it just makes us better so we've been really focusing on that looking at how we're going to get these great people out there that are looking for work in here and and make our company better and at the same time uh looking at more than just oil and gas as always it's uh you know how it is we we reach out to so many different markets and uh so we've just been really focusing on that and uh watching the oil markets and creeping our fingers crossed just like everyone else. But uh, there's still some opportunity there, that's for sure. Well, there's quite a bit out there. And, you know, the the crude life, if you will, is more than oil and gas. We've said from day one that from the truckers to the cafe owners to the flower shop owners in the oil and gas communities, they're all part of the energy economy. And if you want to get really existential and take a step back, you know, from the toothpaste we use to the toothbrush that uses the toothpaste to the whole logistics system that brings you your toothpaste. It's like 96% petroleum products. So, you know, we live in an oil and gas world. It is living the crude life. Uh, Bailey Midkiff, uh, from a sales perspective, you're out there beating the streets and driving up and down the roadways and the highways. Uh, what are you hearing from people out there as you're diversifying and finding new opportunities? 
A lot of good things. You know, for the past two months, I've been traveling. And I mean, right now I'm in the capital, uh, glorious Cheyenne, Wyoming, uh, trying to make some stops, meet some people. And there for those first two months of it, it was really doom and gloom. It was it was kind of a joke because I would go into places and people were like happy that I was there because I'm such an like an upper kind of guy. I'm always happy. Go lucky. You know, everything's good. You know, we'll move forward. There's got to be something there for all of us. You know, and I'd walk in and they'd be devastated, you know, didn't know what to do, just morale's way down. And I would leave, you know, and they, you know, have a second win. It's like, oh, wow, it isn't so bad. Bailey's right. So it's just, it's just unique. And every place is different, you know, and we stress the fact that we try to be in different industries, but we already kind of were, you know, I, I think we kind of, for other people, they just thought we were in oil and gas, but I don't think they realized how how further our reach was, you know, from sugar plants to cement plants to paper mills, uh, the medical side. I mean, with the immense amount of service lines that WIC has and we have as a team, we we expand to all different horizons. We had a <laughs> a meeting with the group, a corporate meeting uh, last week, and uh, the joke was SpaceX, because I always say, we can do it. I'll sell anything. And they made the joke, and now I'm trying to figure out how to get a hold of Elon Musk. So, Elon, if you're listening to this, I want to get the insulation on that uh, that spacecraft. <laughs> of course, he listens. You know, we get all kinds of comments from him. You know, that's that's how it is. Uh, <laughs> transition into Adam Dickinson. Uh, of course, the Bach and Barbecue being held in Dickinson, North Dakota, this year. There's a plug for the Bach and Barbecue. But uh, Adam, talk to me about your role there. What's uh, what type of expectations these guys putting on your head? Sure. <laughs> yeah, so I I stepped into this uh, company after getting laid off, uh, which has been, you know, a fact for a lot of people in this industry recently. Uh, Jake really saw an opportunity. You know, I've, I've been in this industry for the last 10 years, uh, working a lot of oil and gas, but also some commercial side as well. Um, so they have they have me coming in as the production manager. Uh, so I'm leading that production uh, for the company. I come I come third in line after safety and quality. Um, comes to productivity, uh, and they, they truly do focus on that. But uh, it sure has been cool. Uh, the company, WIC, I mean, Jake, Bailey, everyone here, uh, they've bought in, and they, they believe in that young blood mentality uh, as opposed to the, the old dog, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> creeping on your guys and all the screaming and all the craziness. Uh, you know, they – they believe in, in treating everyone right and working together and uh, that team atmosphere. I mean, we're getting projects done quicker than I've ever seen and, and people work so much harder uh, with, with this mentality. So I'm really excited to come on board and, and join that and, and be a part of it. You mentioned, you know, kind of the age disparity that's happening right now. And, of course, that was very popular, uh, a theme during some of the innovation that was going on, the technology, whether it's introducing uh, computers to your office or bringing drones to your, you know, your well site. It's just, you know, for the last 30 years, the whole teaching the older generation technology is, it's been a regular conversation. You, now, I think the different conversation is the mindset. You know, so many of the younger folks have a different mindset than some of the older folks. And you know, I like to bring up Parsley Energy's Matt Gallagher talking about, you know, government bailouts and on CNBC. And you've got, you know, Mike Summers from API talking exactly the opposite, uh, you know, no bailout. So 
it's interesting that you've got some different dynamics from that side of things that are branching outside of innovation and technology. Uh, what are you guys seeing from uh, from that out there in terms of are, are we going to, you know, I know the younger generation is much more environmentally conscious. And I think that's kind of the area where some education needs to be done to assist oil and gas, if that makes sense, with some of the younger generation. You guys are younger, so I don't know if you know what I'm talking about or not. Oh, we know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> well, speak, it's, brother, speak. <laughs> it's, it's been really interesting, you know, uh, with uh, we've still got a few of the old dogs around here uh, and uh, getting them to come along with the, all this energy innovation that we've got going on in these plans it's it's a struggle but uh we, we work through it it's it's very strange you know when they first start out on it typically it's like why are we doing this this is so stupid and then once they start using it and moving along they're oh okay now i understand why we're doing this and now i see how we're able to save money doing so and that that's as an operational standpoint that's my biggest struggle with it and it it's it's really interesting to watch it all unfold. You almost have to be a salesman and be creative, right? Because initially when you bring it to their attention, the response, even if they don't say it, their body language is basically, I don't understand this, nor do I have any desire to understand it until you force it upon them. And then they use it and they go, wow. And they don't say thanks, but in the back of their mind, they're like, oh, he was right. You know, they won't give us that luxury. <laughs> <laughs> You got old cowboys out here, old cowboys and new technology and uh, this new technology, you know, like you were saying, it's come a long way. And uh, I've never seen a lot of the things that WIC is utilizing right now, uh, but it can it can put everything together and, and everything in one place organized and uh, able to support the crews. But yeah, that old dog mentality, man, they don't even want to log into that software. The second they log in, they feel like they're defeated a little until they until they start utilizing it and uh, seeing how cool this stuff really is. Yeah, it's interesting to see how that works because, you know, as I'm looking at some of the ways technology is integrated in, take Zoom, for example. Um, people haven't figured out that they can't multitask anymore. Think of how many times people were doing emails while they were well, they were on a speakerphone. Now they got to pay attention. So, I mean, multitasking is going to have to be reinvented too. Um, it's still, I just everything's changing out there from the meetings. Like I say, Zoom has changed a lot of different things now. With uh, Bailey, you mentioned you're in Cheyenne. How many different legislative sessions and railroad commission meetings and IOC meetings have been done via Zoom. That's completely new now too. So are and you guys crazy, right? And you gotta think a majority of these people involved in government are in the old dog mentality. So they had to get a lot of help to adapt to the current scenario to use Zoom and these other items, right? I know my dad, he still doesn't text, nor does he want to try. Trying to get him to do a Zoom call was something else. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be honest i'm in that camp too mostly because i just i'm not a big fan of uh opening up the cameras on my computer but you know that's that's that, that, that that's that's a different conversation for a different day oh, but uh huh <laughs> oh i always love me a good conspiracy theory absolutely i love them um but <laughs> but uh, i i actually i have to do a zoom call today for my old school they're doing like top 50 entrepreneurs and i'm one of them i guess that they want to feature some coffee table book and it's by zoom so i'm like okay 
I better do that now. I better get upgraded into Zoom. So I'm going to be venturing into that world. And I'm not even that old. It's just a matter of, uh, I don't know. I looked at it like, you know, we could do the interview over a phone call. We could do it over FaceTime. We could do it over a lot. You know, I could drive out there. I'm only, you know, a mile away from the university type of a thing. But their system and their logistics, and if I want to play ball, is by that. And that's what I'm starting to notice more of how this Zoom and, and whatever it might be. I mean, I know there's Google meetings and other other things too, but Zoom is kind of the Xerox of photocopies. It just kind of took over right away as the as the word. But uh, Jake, I got from your perspective as a as a owner and a manager and an operations guy, uh, how are you seeing Zoom? Is it and, and video meetings and, and et cetera? Is it being beneficial? Are you, you know, finding that maybe, you know, being back at the office might be better type of a thing? Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, on this side of things, I'm kind of more of the old school kind of guy. I, I prefer to shake a guy's hand, but, uh, you know, it, it's definitely taken over. Zoom works well. I'm a Google guy, just mainly because that's what our platforms ran on. And, uh, you know, it, it's definitely worked. It's, uh, just the technology to be able to see the other guy's screen, use his mouse, show him exactly what you're trying to do, especially when you're dealing with IT support type of issues, um, or even looking over drawings for a project. It's, it, I think, yeah, in ways it is more effective, absolutely. But, you know, I'm still partial to the, the meet a guy, look him in his eye, shake his hand, and uh, keep it personal. I, that's just the way I am, though. I'm hoping that what we find is there's going to be a balance that, you know, there's there's a time and place for a Google meeting or a Zoom, but there's that need for, you know, the human touch, the human interaction, you know, if, if you will. In sales, uh, Bailey, you mentioned, you know, the, a little bit about it before. And um, are you doing a lot more of that or are you still able to get out and meet with people face to face? Honestly, luckily for us, we've stayed more in the state, obviously, because traveling state lines is really, you know, we're trying to rely on safety and make sure that we take care of people. So we don't want to push that level. So we've been in state. But I mean, in state, a lot of people still meet me. You know, it's I've done a lot of handshakes through the time and stuff like that and a lot of phone calls. Uh, the Zoom's not that much. I think I've only probably done a handful. And it's funny to say that because we got to give a shout out to Gold Rush Todd Hoffman because we all did one jake adam and myself and will our safety guy on monday so that was kind of exciting but yeah i would say honestly for the most part as long as i call them they'll let me in they'll they'll chat with me or they'll come out of their building you know to have a visit so we've been we've been lucky enough to be able to shake people's hand and keep it old school for the most part Adam, you mentioned you're the production side of things. Is is that being integrated into where you're at? Any of these video meetings, conferencing, that type of thing, or uh, I boy, production. I can't I can't imagine anything that would be more on site than that. Right. Yeah. We we had a little bit of hiccups with all the offices getting locked down and no one there, and and we're still out on site trying to figure out all this mess. Uh, but, you know, like Jake said, I mean, it has come in handy as far as uh, viewing prints with the customer or going over some things that normally would have done right right there on the tailgate of a truck, right? Or uh, or maybe in their office, operations there. Um, but that has been 
utilize, you know, but uh, in general, I think we've been lucky enough in Wyoming to, to be able to say face to face, or at least, uh, like Ben said, within a phone call, we could meet somewhere and, uh, and discuss things. So we should have gotten lucky that way. Jake Bailey, getting back to one of, one of you two, uh, whichever one feels to hand this question, handle this question, if you will. Uh, how about within what you guys are doing? You know, you mentioned trying to explain some of the innovation to some of these companies and et cetera. Of course, that's a lot of times the consulting and strategizing uh, takes place there. But uh, where are you finding success? Where, where, what areas are you finding customers are saying, boy, that's an innovation I wish we would have had 10 years ago? What do you think, Jake? Yeah, I'll run with it. You know, uh, we've started, oh, back in October, we started a new uh, online project management software. It's really good. It uh, saves a, a bunch of paper. Um, you know, you do all your reporting right there on your tablet or your phone. Uh, take it to the customer, have them sign off on it, and then when it comes back to the office, it doesn't look like a, you know, a questionnaire that you did on your phone or tablet. It comes back in the same paper form that we've been using for the last 40 years. Uh, that has been a huge success for us. Um, we got metrics to it. We can make sure that these guys are doing their vehicle and equipment inspections every day. We Instead of having to go to the job site or say, hey, send me pictures of what you got done today. It's now a requirement for them to turn their time in. And so we're getting real-time reporting from the guys. Uh, when we get that, we forward it on to the clients, and it, it's really made things smoother. Um, yeah, I think that's one of our biggest leaps forward. Um, on top of that, we've also started to uh, get some uh, GPS and uh GPS on the trucks and uh, video cameras. So, you know, looking at the safety side of things, you know, but that's also going to save us and our clients on uh, uh, as far as money goes, because we can tie that into our, uh, our fuel cards and we'll know if uh, bad employees out there stealing fuel from us and the client, uh, the, the GPS in the truck will say, hey, he only needed 30 gallons of fuel and he took 40. So it's like, hey, what, what's up with this other 10 gallons here, you know? It's that's cost savings that we can pass on to our clients and makes us more effective in the long run. You know, it cuts down on the overhead. Um, on another note, uh, we've been using this scaffold software for the last 8, 10 years and uh, brought Adam on and everywhere he'd been before, he'd never had it. Well, we brought him on and started showing him how to use it. And, and you know, we haven't been utilizing it to its full advantage in the last 10 years. There's so many ways that we can use that, uh, maybe on a sales point, maybe just to give them the conceptual idea of what we're really trying to accomplish for them, whether it be in the refinery or what. Um, we can integrate those into a Navis Works model so that we can pull up that plant and say, okay, here's everywhere we're going to have scaffold. And now we have scaffold built into your Navis Works program here as a layer that can be added or removed. It, it, we're just looking at all the technology that we have in front of us and how we can utilize it to make us better, to better serve our clients. And, and if I step in, Jake, uh, that scaffold software, we found it actually has AR and VR capabilities. Uh, so, so that's helpful with all this COVID stuff. Uh, our customer can go out on site by himself 
point his phone at that piece of equipment and it'll show him that scaffold right around it. It'll show him exactly what we're planning on building. Uh, he can put on some VR goggles. Uh, if, if he so inclines, we only have a couple of customers that have bought into that, but, uh, you can walk around the scaffold, you can climb the ladders and you can see exactly how we're planning on building that. So there's no question. There's no change orders later on in the fact we know exactly what we're building and we're here to build it. And it keeps us down to our core values, safety, quality, in that order and and we can then take that to the safety department and say here's we've have we addressed your concerns if not please explain how we can fix it or what you want done and you know the they see the quality and then when the, it gets erected and it gets erected in the time frame that we've told them that it would be they can go out there and turn that vr on and they'll see that every part and piece is right in the spot we needed it you know maybe there's something that gets in the way there might be a little bit of change but the whole ideal is to give them the, the full grasp of what our intentions are to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. Piggybacking off of that software and some of the focus that you guys have had on implementing and integrating into this, uh, just kind of summarize a little bit, you know, they call it an elevator pitch, you know, where, you can talk to somebody for three floors or four floors versus the war and peace, you know, the nice novel versus, you know, that type of thing. What type of services, you know, kind of bullet pointed, if you will. I like to summarize for the listeners out there, you know, what services you guys actually do. And, and that way people listening, they might say, hey, I didn't even know they did that. So uh, talk to me about what services you guys do and, uh, you know, kind of remind the folks out there. I think that's a great one for Adam. Adam, why don't you end us out, buddy? I would love to. So, you know, obviously we focus on safety, quality, productivity. Uh, but we do quite a bit of services. Uh, our main one is industrial insulation, uh, fireproofing, scaffolding, shoring, steam tracing, electric heat trace. Uh, we partnered with Nucor to build steel buildings now. Uh, we will do anything from industrial shrink wrap uh, to paintings, coatings, uh, asbestos abatement and lead abatement are a big one now. Um, and, you know, we'll always uh, do free estimates. We're available 24 uh, seven and we're ready to to continue leading the industry that we've led for the last 50 years. So we're here to, to serve you anywhere west of the Mississippi. And if you ask Bailey, anywhere in the world. Or on the moon. Or on the moon with SpaceX. Yeah. That's right. I'm sold. See that right there, Jason? That's why we hired him. 